everybody, and welcome to another episode of Provoke, the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'm your host, Brian Wilder, and we have Kelsey Shalou in the West Coast studio. How are you doing today, Kelsey? Hey, I'm doing great. Um, it's pretty hot over here, but probably no hotter than it is in Orlando. I mean, it, it's, it's always hot in Florida. So that, that, <laughs> it is in, getting it, steamy. Yeah, that's why Actually, it's not really steamy summer. out here. It's just like a dry bake. Right. It's, oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a dry heat. So you got to <laughs> Yeah, it's make a dry sure heat. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, trying to beat the heat, um, and then yeah. look, and, and also looking forward to um, Independence Day, which uh, kind of just brings us into the topic of discussion in this episode. It's just America and just advertising. What it's like to be an advertiser in America. What's it like to advertise in America, or even what it's like to be served ads as an American. And then kind of compared mm-hmm. to you know things that we've seen from advertising outfits around the world. Um, so to kind of kick things off, uh, Budweiser and Burger King have joined forces to take us on a really weird nostalgia trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you, so have you seen the, uh, the, the what's up ad campaign? I, so yeah, I, I've familiarized myself. I don't, I don't have cable, so I've never served commercials like that, like right. in 30 second or anything like that on TV. So it's kind of, like that's always kind of a weird thing too because as you know someone in the ad industry to not ever really see like you know spots that are being bought on tv maybe i'll catch them like on my phone or in a you know in the middle of a youtube or facebook video or something like that but i'm never really catching commercials on live tv um okay so i'm gonna be completely honest i was like what like maybe like 10 or 11 when the original what's up commercial came around so i was not really like in the market for buying budweiser at that point in time considering that i was like 11 so um (laughs) (laughs) i i like i don't even i had known like that phrase and i had known that it was tied to budweiser but i had never actually like sit down and watch like all of the different like some of them were like 15 seconds they weren't all 30 seconds some of them um you know spots so i started off by just watching the old school ones and i they're so awesome they're so funny um i honestly kind of found it surprising that that was popular like 10 years ago i felt like that would have been something that would speak to a lot more people now um than it would have 10 years ago so that was my first like reaction on the old ones so then i moved into the burger king budweiser combo which um, I thought it was kind of underwhelming. <laughs> yeah, it was. I weird. thought it was weird. I but I had also just gone from watching like two or four minutes of like the old school "What's Up" right. ca- like campaign, and I thought that was just so funny. It was so good. And then I thought that the Bud, like the Burger King man, just like came in, and it was like part of what makes it so funny is the way that their faces are moving and like their tongue sticking out and i get that the burger king king did have his tongue out but it just like uh it kind of fell a little bit flat for for my taking i guess um i think that the like the tactics and like the idea awesome like fourth of july perfect timing for burgers and beer that's like very very american um 
And I, I like, I, I liked that part, and I liked the timing, and I liked that the two forces were like a supernatural. You know, we've talked a lot about uh, really opposite brands merging, where there's kind of a disconnect. So, like Burger King and Budweiser coming together, I can see where it hits. Right. Um, but I feel like the comedy that they tried to pull off, just like it just wasn't there for me. Well, I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I think the the one thing I noticed is that the the the, the back and forth between the guys are just was like that. All that <laughs> footage, it looked like original footage. It didn't look like it they, was. They brought oh no, the guys it was. Back, you know what I mean? No, it was original because I was watching like all the old ones, and then they they just like enhanced it and like maybe sharpened it a little bit right. with modern day tech, and then they just clipped him in at the end. So right. those were the same original dudes, same original conversation from like one of their spots, and then they just you know clipped in the end. Um, so, ah, eh, I don't know. So I mean, it kinda, but I guess they need that. They yeah. need that to get the nostalgic. Like if they brought in like completely different people, it'd feel a little bit different. Right. So I get that, but. I guess I was expecting more from like Burger King's side. Like I what was going to happen? It was like a 1 second of Burger King and I like wanted a little bit more of that, I guess. Right. So I guess with with that it just it just felt lazy. It felt kind of like haphazardly thrown together. And you know, that's yeah. not something that I would expect from two very major American brands. Um mm. but maybe I mean maybe that kind of speaks to the current state of advertising in America. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is, is America is, is a lot of American ba- are a lot of American based ads very just kind of lazy. I mean uh, that's that kind of I think that's kind of up for debate, up for discussion. But I mean within the confines of this particular campaign, it just it fell f- it fell flat for me. Like they could have had a, there were a lot of opportunities. Like I said, but just between two very major brands to kind of really pool their resources and a bring the guys the original guys back. You know, and kind of maybe kind of update them on what they're doing in their lives now, because that would have mm-hmm, that's a big mm-hmm. that's a big nostalgia kind of hit that they could have could have landed, yeah. but it they, it just wasn't very well thought out. It wasn't very well put together. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, it would have been cool to have brought the old guys back like right. ten years later right. and have them like hanging out like out of like you know those people are like okay like you could have been doing that ten years ago, but like you probably shouldn't still be doing that. Right. Like having them kind of in that scene like maybe that would have been really fun but yeah I did think that it was kind of like oh okay like it's cool but I wasn't like oh my god it wasn't a tight ad I guess is what I'm trying to say yeah it would have been cool to kind of have them like being like millennial dads just like hanging out at a barbecue their kids playing and they're kind of just sitting around just like hey you remember you know they could have it could have been a nostalgia (laughs) it could have been a nostalgia trip kind of commercial where the guys in it went on their own nostalgia trip and oh, um, yeah, there could have been there, there's so that many different better. ways they could have like taken it, and uh, I was just I was disappointed in the overall in the in the finished product, especially like I said, especially coming from two very big brands that have a lot of money to work with. Um, yeah, it just it just it just kind of fell flat. So I guess I kind of wanted to lead into from that from that kind of discussion, kind of lead into the idea of what it's like to advertise or to be an advertiser in in America. Like what? Yeah. So I spend a lot of time. It's a crazy con- question. Yeah. So I mean, there's a lot going on in the U.S. right now. <laughs> yeah. And so I think what kind of separates a lot of the, the 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 men from the boys, so to speak, is our brands who kind of take that leap and really, 
you know, take a stand on certain things, especially when it comes to sociopolitical political topics. Um, just mm-hmm. being able to take a stand on certain things and, and really are able to execute uh, certain advertising campaigns well to a point where it's not mm-hmm. patronizing, but it still mm-hmm. kind of fights for the common good, you know? Yeah, I think that I think that there is such an evolution of what it means to be an advertiser in America, too. Right. Um, and I mean, you think I, I, under, I get that Mad Men is a TV show, but that was also very much a reality for a lot of early advertising. And, um, you know, you see I, I've even seen posters or flyers from newspapers or magazines of old advertisements from you know the 50s and i was just like what (laughs) who are they talking to how is this like what and it just doesn't even it doesn't even make sense in my mind the way that they're talking the way that they're talking to the women of the household and you know all these different things um so i think that to be an advertiser in america we've definitely seen such an evolution and i truly think that um, a lot of advertisers, a lot of brands are in the right place, putting the right foot forward because there's really no way to succeed if you're not keeping up with the times mm-hmm. um, and keeping up with what your consumers are adhering to and speaking out against or marching for right. or whatever it is that they're doing. Um, and, you know, I think the overall piece is, you know, to be an advertiser in America right now in this present is to be a storyteller, to be an author, to be an editor, to be a, you know, <laughs> director, to be all, all these different components. And even when we were just talking about the Burger King um, and Budweiser commercial, mm-hmm. I was thinking, you said something about like, have we, are, have advertisers gotten lazy in America? And I think with commercials is, yeah, maybe it is a little bit more lazy because they, consumers can't act right away. On digital, it has to be so engaging, so like, oh my gosh, I need to move forward because you can do it like right instantly. You can click, a consumer can click through or can buy or can purchase or can learn more all right there. But TV, you know, you're still 20 feet away from that screen and there's really nowhere to move on that screen unless you leave your house. So, you know, maybe TV has gotten more lazy because maybe less people are watching it and maybe it's just like you're just trying to show things. You're not necessarily trying to grab people in um so and i you know to to close off this mind ramble to be an advertiser in america right now is to be evolving and to always always have to know what's next what's new what's what's coming out next month you know igtv and stuff like that like you need to already be on top of that figuring out how you can implement that into your brand or into your client into your strategy and whatever um because if you don't and if you close your eyes to it you're going to be 50 steps, 100 steps behind the people that had their eyes, you know, open to the future. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah no, I totally yeah. agree. And I think I think being an advertiser in this day and age, you also have to be, especially in America, I think you have to kind of be an advocate. You kind of have to be mm-hmm. a change agent. And I've always thought that that's something that an advertiser should be from from the get go, regardless of what the, the socio-political climate may be of where you 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 work. Uh, or what country mm-hmm. you call home. Um, I've, I've always been the kind of person who's like, you know what, if you have the power, you have so much power to kind of change the way people think about products and services. Why not extend that power to certain 
environmental or, like I said, uh, sociopolitical uh, issues, um, hot button topics that I know a lot of advertisers tend not to tend to shy away from because, you know, if you take the if you take a stand and not only that, if you take the wrong stand, then you end up potentially mm. losing out on a bunch of, of, of ad dollars and even potential clients. Um, so I understand yeah, where that where, t- taking a, a stand way. can always hurt or. Like it can always hurt you. if you take a stand on anything and come out openly, you're going to please a lot of people and you're going to upset some people or you're going to upset a lot of people and please right. some people. Um, that's kind of a tricky one, but that goes just down to the basic character ethics of who the brand is, who the company is and what right. they want to stand by and support with their voice and with their reach. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. There was one um, there was actually one ad that kind of came across my uh, LinkedIn, um, mm. my LinkedIn news feed a day or so ago. Um, it was produced by Ogilvy in South Africa. So Ogilvy, South Africa. Um, it was a social media campaign that they did in conjunction with MTV. Um, so mm. basically it was it was hashtag FCKHIV. And um, okay. basically, the call to action was to usually when you get your uh, get tested for for um, sexually transmitted diseases like that, you get your finger pricked, your your index finger. Um, and so, what they did with this campaign is to say, in an attempt to kind of you know you know thumb your nose at the idea of HIV, they were get they called people. The call to action was to get people to use their middle finger when getting hmm. tested and so hence the the, the hashtag fckhiv um and i thought that was a i thought but i thought that was a brilliant i thought it was brilliant there are other people in the office who felt otherwise uh when i showed it but i i thought it was a great way to kind of you know like kind of stare hiv in the face this very kind of like aggressive that's something that's very in, in, in indicative of the the the, the, the quote-unquote mtv generation you know that kind mm. of anti-establishment you know we're not going to take it anymore kind of rebellious nature and kind of condense it into this this one-off social media campaign um but again it the, the point of that was it was a south it was from the ogilvy south africa office and i, mm. I it made me think i was like would we ever see have we ever seen anything like that in the u.s I don't think so. And even the FCK, um, when KFC like ran out of their chicken and that was kind of right. their ad that they threw onto the thing, that wasn't an American right. ad. We saw it because of digital. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that that kind of thing, eh, it might fly for something like, um, for something like, you know, KFC, but to take in a you know HIV or any kind of other sexually transmitted diseases and throw that on it, I'm not sure that it would fly in America. America is very sensitive right now, Brian. <laughs> you think? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean we're going through some stuff and things, but yeah, we are. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's it's something that I've always kind of questioned because every so often I'll, I'll kind of fall down the rabbit hole on YouTube and start looking up compilation <laughs> videos of um like banned commercials like commercials that were banned from the u.s but still air elsewhere oh yeah and i'm just like some like half of them were like this is not to me was like this is not even that (laughs) that 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 crazy like some of these are fairly harmless um but a lot of them tend to center center on like a lot of the a lot of hot button a lot of hot button um topics homelessness uh smoking 
um, uh, alcohol consumption, depression, uh, mental health, mm. mental health and, 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 and wellness. Um, so a lot of the even even there were some, some commercials about abortion. And I, I it made me think of the you remember the truth campaign? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Those, so yeah. The truth the truth campaign was like probably one of the most one of the more aggressive kind of in your face campaigns that I'd seen in, mm-hmm. in a while. And and it was mm-hmm. it, to me, it was very refreshing to kind of see like, no, this is like the, to be able to kind of like, I guess, so graphically quantify the damage that certain things, especially spe- specifically cigarettes do to you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was I thought that was something that needed to be said, and it's just it's interesting that you don't see more of that. And I guess maybe that in your face kind of approach is usually limited to like PSAs, um, mm-hmm. you know, advertisements that really kind of focus on a lot of um, kind of socio like kind of social issues. Um, but a lot of the a lot of social issues that we've been dealing with in this country have kind of spilled into the products and services that we we put our money towards. So I think it, I, I, I would like to see, I guess this all means that I would like to see something in the future where you, you see more of a blending of brands and companies taking a stand based on certain socio-political issues. Yeah. I, I definitely thought of the truth campaign when we were talking about mm-hmm. in your face stuff, but even in that, I can't even think of too many other times that I've seen something that is too in your face, and all the ones that I can think of are PSA kind of stuff. And most of them have to do with smoking your tobacco. And, you know, Florida has a really strong tobacco-free Florida right. campaign. And even those um, are, I, I don't even think that those can compare to the truth campaign. So, but with all of that said, I feel like we consumers would reach a point where it's no longer entertainment and it seems like we're getting yelled at you know um and i wonder where that where that line is like if there's the you know i think advertising in america day is to be an entertainer Mm -hmm. um and you know if you change that entertainment you know trying to bring back the you know silly nostalgic stuff from the 90s and you know things that just make us kind of chuckle or talk to our friends about and then you just transit you know take it into um not like a newscast, but, you know, talking about, it's like you won't be able to sca- escape things maybe is right. kind of how I'm, tra- I guess how I feel. Um, you know, I feel like Facebook just is, <laughs> I feel like people just yell at each other on Facebook. <laughs> so I can imagine that if, um, if it was on our TVs or, right. you know, on our YouTube ads and everything, people just trying to like bring up all these issues. It's like, would anybody have like their own thought or their own stance because they're just getting influenced by like the news outlet and then the the Facebook and then we have YouTube videos and we have all these different things like telling us what to do, what not to do, how to be, what side to be on, you know, like all these different things. And I wonder, I feel like we're already like, I already feel like I'm at a point of oversaturation with stuff like that. So I don't know. I I wonder, you know, if people could take, that peacefully but i feel like in america people have like we just all have you know our own opinions and it's i think the bigger conversation is 
have your own opinion, that's cool, but, like, look at the person next to you or above you or below you or wherever you are and, like, ask them for their side and understand it. It doesn't mean you have to adopt it. It doesn't mean you have to take it and agree by it and, like, preach it from a mountaintop, but at least, like, look at that person and say, yeah, you know, I get it, and then move on from there. But I feel like if advertisers all took a stance on something, you know, that everyone's already, like, arguing about, it might be hard to ever escape or win those arguments but yeah it's 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 definitely like a a, i think it's a slippery slope for certain topics um and i think others are a little more kind of a little more black and white um depending Mm -hmm. on on how you feel i think there 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 are certain topics that can definitely lend themselves a little more discourse between both Mm -hmm. sides um but i i also believe that there are certain things that again that you, you like we said before if you you take a stance you and you take the wrong stance you're gonna you're gonna catch hell for it um Mm. so kind of because we i mean we always like to keep an eye towards the future um so Mm -hmm. what do you think what do you think advertisers in the u.s need to look forward to in order to, to 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 be successful within the within i guess this social the social lens um specifically the social lens like social like what we were just talking about social lens yeah well, or not even just like, like social media, cultural but, cultural I mean, lens I think the social uh, social opinions the public opinion does sway ha- and it has shown mm-hmm. time and time again through social media specifically that the public opinion can affect how businesses operate how businesses mm-hmm. approach certain topics or whether they approach those topics at all I mean, we've talked about in the past, we've talked about, you know, for the LG for for Pride Month, you know, questioning mm-hmm. whether or not certain companies, you know, change their logos to the, the to the, the, the rainbow flag because that's truly how they Just feel. Because. If they consider truly yeah. consider themselves an ally or if it's something that's kind of the flavor of the month kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's so many outlets today, even podcasting, you know, which really a social media post is, you know, written out in two sentences and then done. But like a right. podcast, people could sit down and, you know, talk about it and really dish things out. So I think if brands and companies are going to take sides or opinions or choose not to take sides or opinions on whatever it might be, um, just make it known make it known before it's pride month you know make it known and act on it before it's you know earth day and all of these different things that consumers care about like let's see it let's see it all the time um you know i rei is i think a gold standard brand in my eyes i think that they're all their collateral, their ads, everything that they've done i just i I love rei and at no point am i ever like huh I wonder how they feel about that. I always know. It's always out. Um, if something comes up that is part of their brand integrity, like every, you know, anyone who's subscribed to their emails gets a newsletter and read through it and you'll learn, you know, how they feel about it and what they're doing to, you know, fight it or to help cause change in whatever direction it is that they believe. Um, and I, and I see that with other brands, but REI is just a, a an easy example for me. Agreed. Um, so, so yeah, that's 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 my take on it. Like, let us let us know how you feel and what you're doing. And if you are REI, if you are Budweiser, if you are McDonald's, and you have, you know, all this money and not just money, but resources <laughs> so and people money. and connections, <laughs> so much money. But but the network and you have this, you know, type of power. Like, 
do something with it. Don't just put out an ad so more people come buy your whatever. Like, you know, put, if there's a charity going on that, you know, speaks to your cause, go for it. Start your own. You have right. the power, you have the money, you have the resources, you have the network, and you definitely have the followers. Um, you know, so that that's that's kind of my take on that social stuff. And then the other piece of, you know, the future of advertising is we have, we've already got a lot of tech going on, but we're going to continue to have even more. And I think as home products become more um, popular, popular is not maybe the right word, um, more prevalent in homes across America, um, I think the way that advertisers are able to use home products to, you know, everything is collecting data, whether you like it or not. Um, you know, we'll use stuff like that to target better, to, you know, find solutions better. You know, some sometimes I'm tar- hit with ads that I'm just like, why? But sometimes I'm hit with ads and I'm just like, thank you. I've been looking for this or I've been needing this. Thank you. So, I, you know, I think that the whole breakout of home products, VR, AR, all those things are going to make the advertising in America all that more immersive, all that more um, engaging. And I think that that will... I mean, as far as I can see, that will be the pinnacle of ad entertainment just because I can't really imagine anything else yet, but I'm sure that that'll change in however many years down the road. Um, but I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for when AR and VR and, you know, even AR billboard, billboards and stuff that you'll, you know, you'll see around town when the technology becomes more pocketable or, um, you know, more widespread, I think that that will be really fun. And I think advertisers will have a really fun time, um, creating all that content because it'll be like, okay, this is new. Like, let's, let's try some things out. And I think that that's probably how advertisers felt when we just started running ads and, you know, businesses on social media. And I think that that, you know, we'll see that kind of same surge in creativity and, um, ad exploration when, you know, AR and VR becomes more widespread. Agreed. Agreed. And I guess uh, the only thing I would add to that um, is, you know, even with the the, the proliferation of, of technology and, and as it continues to integrate into our everyday lives and, and especially within the ad space, um, I just my my hope is that as as technology increases, we do not lose our sense of humanity. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you gotta 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 end it on a on a lovey dovey warm. Yeah, warm I know that one, gotta. but I feel like <laughs> just keep keep. Yeah, yeah, I know, Brian. Hopefully, all they know because I know you know, and I know I know. I don't think Alexa uh, can do that for me. No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh man! Um, well, I mean, I think that's a good, a good place to kind of wrap up this episode. Um, as always, I have like to thank Kelsey for coming in, or I guess uh, calling in, calling in, <laughs> and um, kind of talking to us about how it, what it, what it means to be American and what it means to be an advertiser in America, and um, kind of just take what we have, take what we we've, we've talked about, and uh, try to apply it to your own uh, tactics and see if it doesn't change your perspective on things. Um, so if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to send them to Provoke. That's P-R-O-V-O-K at evokead.com. And follow us on all of our social media accounts to kind of keep up with our contributions to the advertising world. Um, as far as quotes concerned, the, uh, legendary, the legendary Bill Burnback said, Nobody counts the number of ads you run. 
They just remember the impression you make. And uh, I guess with that said, uh, happy Independence Day and uh, y'all take care. Mm -hmm.